Blog Talk Radio. Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy, Apostle Shaolin M.B. Abrams Sr. God's warrior is back in the house, y'all. Listen, uh, uh, I'm telling you what. If you understand what's really going on in the spirit, you will, you will share this video because, listen, first of all, welcome to the battlefield because we are at war. Let me say that again. We are at war, and we're in a warfare. So for all those of you that just think ministry is preaching and teaching and, and, and all this other stuff, uh, you're sadly mistaken because if you don't know or you don't realize that you're in a war and you're and you're trying to figure out why you're being defeated at every uh, twist and turn, then that's why. But hold up, don't don't shoot the messenger. If you have not yet been trained for spiritual warfare. How can you fight a war that you've never been trained for? Uh Uh-oh, let me say that again. How can you fight a war and and win or at least give a a good fight if you haven't been trained for it? Listen, no armed forces, I don't care, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, will send in any uh, 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 of their men to battle if they haven't been properly trained. That it, it, it doesn't happen. See, we're the only ones in the body of Christ that scream and holler that we are in on the battlefield, that we're soldiers in the army of the Lord, but never have been the basic training. Well, today and continually in, during these, uh, of this training, because this is SWAT training, spiritual warfare, apostolic teachings, this, will, this, is, this is to help you get what you need in order to fight that war and to have that victory that the word of God talks about, okay? So I want you to remember that this is still an apostolic spiritual warfare Bible. So get what you need to prepare yourself. But before I do that, uh, I'm going to pray these spiritual warfare prayers because the Lord has told me that before I begin my teaching. I have to pray these warfare prayers because our fight is not against flesh and blood, y'all. Not against flesh and blood. See? So so let me begin because I have a lot today we're talking. We're going to be talking about today transference of evil spirits. This is another one of Satan's strategies. But let me go ahead and because I'm telling you, You don't want to miss today's teaching. So, Father God, as your official legislator and law enforcement agent, I come in the name of the resurrected Yeshua, whose I am and whom I serve, as the name of Yeshua, that every knee should bow with things in heaven and things in earth and things in earth, and that every tongue should confess that Yeshua is Adonai. I effect and enforce your original plans and purposes over and against the plans of Satan. I decree and declare that in this battle, no internal or external weapon, be it emotional, financial, social, physical, uh, psychological, interpersonal, spiritual, organizational formed against me shall prosper. I place upon myself the armor of light and of the Lord, truth to cover my loins, the breastplate of righteousness to cover my heart and chest cavities, uh, my, the gospel of peace to cover my feet, the shield of faith to defensively and offensively cover my body, the helmet of salvation to cover my head, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of Yah, Adonai, who is Yeshua, a robe of righteousness, and your glory is my reward. I decree and declare that the weapons of my warfare are not cardinal but mighty through Yah. I pull down strongholds, cast down vain imaginations, and every high thing that would lift itself against the knowledge of Yeshua. My thoughts are now subject to the lordship of Yeshua. I speak that your anointing destroys every yoke in my life, and that my soul, spirit, and body now function according to a, a, a divine system of protocol. I decree and declare that uh, I am healed, and spirit feels sickness and disease are far from me. 
I establish divine perimeters, boundaries, and borders, and legislate and establish the laws of the kingdom of heaven to govern all activities within. I overrule, disallow, and veto every diabolical sanction, subverting activity, injunction, directive, manner, and order, which opposes the will of Adonai concerning uh, my life, uh, my ministry, and my family. I nullify diabolical decisions and rulings concerning my ministry, my life, and the lives of my family members, friends, and associates. I take control over these airways, the galaxies, the systems, the spheres, the stratospheres, the hemispheres, the atmosphere, the realms, regions, and domains. I dispossess master spirits and employ Michael, archangels, and angelic hosts to handle any satanic contentions, intentions, disputes, strivings, and resistance concerning this injunction. I decree and declare successful in divine and angelic undertakings, undergirdings, reinforcements, and assistance. And according to your word in Psalms 103:20, angels now excel in strength to march and protect my personages, properties, and possessions. Jehovah Gabor, contend with those who contend with me. Fight against those that fight against me. Take control, a hold of shield and buckler, and stand up for my help. Draw also the spear and javelin and close up the way of those who pursue and persecute me. Clothe yourself in your garments of war. Muster your devices. Gather your weaponry and ammunition from your divine arsenal. Make bright your arrows. Gather your shields and let vengeance be your ultimate goal as you overthrow the chariots, horses, and riders. Let terror strike the hearts of my enemies and cause their hearts to fail. I decree and declare that by you I run through troops and leap over walls. You are Yahweh, the God who girds me with but it is you who make my feet like hind's feet, giving me uh, stability so that I'm able to stand firmly and progress on the dangerous hearts of testing the trouble. You set me securely upon my high places. You make you teach my hands to war, my fingers to fight, granting me supernatural strength and ability so that my arms break a bow of steel. You are my rock, my shield, and my strong tower. You have equipped me with the shield of your salvation. Your right hand establishes me as a victor in this battle. Beat down the enemy. Give me his neck. Cause me to pursue and overtake them until they're wounded, consumed, falling at my feet, never to rise again. Cause me to pursue and overtake them and, and, and establish my names in the heaven and let them that hear of me submit and obey me. I announce that it is you who have blessed me. It is you that empowers me. It's not by my might nor by my strength, but by your power, but by the spirit of Adonai. For when the enemy shall come in like a flood, your spirit lifts up a standard against them. Listen, so Father God, in the mighty name of Yeshua, hide me behind the cross. Anything that's not like you, I go into the deep recesses in the heart and burn me out of me, Lord, and I repent of all my sins, my sins of omission, as well as my sins of commission, because I know I've fallen short of your glory, and I know I've missed your mark on several occasions. Now, Father God, I give you all the praise and the honor in Yeshua's name. Amen. My, 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 my. Stay ready. Stay ready. Stay ready. Listen, y'all. Once again, welcome to the battlefield. It's your boy, God's warrior, y'all, Apostle Shaolin and be able to you. Listen, you know, as always, I begin in Scripture, so, I'm going to go to right to the lesson. For all those of you who are, who are still following us, uh, following us through the lessons, we are still in lesson 19 as we talk about transference of spirits. And today we're going to be talking about one of Satan's strategies, and that is the transference of an evil spirit. The Bible says, I'm going to Numbers, uh, the 14th chapter, uh, the twenty fourth verse in the Bible says that, and uh, but two of the twelve spies had a different spirit. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and had followed me fully, will I bring him into the land where he into he went, and his seed shall possess it. Then uh, I want to go up. I want to go back up to verses six to eight. And it says, And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of uh, Jenephna, which were, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes, and they spake unto the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. 
if the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which flows with milk and honey. So here, okay, there are two contrary spirits speaking and seeking to control the people. But one was the spirit of unbelief and the other the spirit of belief. Numbers 13 and 30 says, And Caleb filled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. My God, we are well able to overcome it. Now look how that negative, I'm talking about the transference of an evil spirit. So look how that negative spirit of the ten spies affected the people. And I'm in still in Numbers, the 14th chapter. I'm going back to the first verse. I want you to see the transition. It says, And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we have had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness? And wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto this land and fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? And they said one to another, Let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt. Listen. There were spirits of despair, murmuring, and rebellion transferred by the ten spies to God's people. But Israel wasn't kept out of the promised land because of an inferior army. They were kept out because of a wrong spirit. But why were the people affected by the evil spirit instead of the good? Because of the basic sin nature, people tend to immediately accept and believe an evil report. But there's also a tendency to follow the crowd and accept the decision of the majority as the will of the Father. Also, if Israel had accepted the positive report, it would have meant putting their lives on the line, and they would have to expose themselves to great danger. See, our human nature uh, uh, always wants to take the easy way out. And this powerful strategy of transference of spirits accounts for many of the spiritual battles fought by believers today. It accounts for the abrupt changes from positive to the negative behavior, which we witness in those around us. explains why two children raised in the same home who received the same uh, 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 training uh, as believers can turn out differently. And this the reason behind division in homes and congregation, church fellowships, friendships, and so on. But when we maintain close association with or come under the influence of a person with a spirit more powerful than ours, we're open to the transference of that spirit to our own spirit. My God, listen, I'm trying to help a whole bunch of folks tonight. Listen, we are influenced by that spirit and it's transferred to us. But we have a strategy, we have a counter strategy of preventing the transference of an evil spirit. See, Yahweh, God, the Father, has given spiritual counter strategies to prevent the transference of an evil spirit. Number one, he says that we can control our own spirit. Control your own spirit, y'all. Be sure that we don't develop a wrong spirit which we can transfer to others. Uh-oh. So you mean to tell me that we can transfer our negative thoughts and our feelings to other people? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. The Bible says in Proverbs, the 28th chapter, verse 28, he that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. 
Then Proverbs 16 and 32 goes on to say, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. Next, guard this. Guard your tongue. As we have already learned, the tongue can be used to create a breach in the spirit and provide access to the enemy. So watch what you say. We have to watch. I said we because nobody's exempt. We have to watch what we say. I'm talking about counter strategies, y'all, to prevent the transference of an evil spirit. Uh Uh-oh. Next is to guard our affection. I'm getting ready to take a drink, y'all. We have to guard our affections. The Bible says in Proverbs 4 and 23, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So understand that as we guard our affections, we don't have to give our respect and love to just anyone because we open ourselves up emotionally to those we love and respect, and this makes us receptive to their spirit. This is helping me. Next, I'm talking about counter strategies for transference of spirits, y'all. Carefully select your associates. Carefully select your, those that are around you. Now, understand that the whole, the book of Proverbs warns repeatedly, warns us repeatedly of the danger of associating with those who have wrong spirits. And you can go and find, and uh, we're warned in Proverbs, the 22nd chapter, verses 24 and 25, make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. Proverbs 4, 14 and 15 says, Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it. Turn from it, pass away. Proverbs 14 and 7 says, Go from the presence of a foolish man, when thou perceivest not in him the lips of knowledge. Proverbs 23 and 20 says, be not among wine bibbers. That's drunk folks, y'all. We ain't talking about those that are drunk in the spirit. We're talking about those that are drunk on alcohol and narcotics. And last but not least, Proverbs 29 and 24 says, whosoever is a partner with a thief hated his own soul. See, if you walk with wise men, their spirits will transfer to you. How do I know? Proverbs 13 and 20 says, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. So choose your friends or your associates carefully. But if you're a parent, carefully monitor those that associate with your children. You got to keep an eye on your kids today, y'all. Next, we have to guard our physical senses, our eyes, our ears, our nose, our mouth. Because if you remember, when we studied about the flesh, that our physical senses are important. But protect your hearing from reports of gossip, accusations, slander, and criticism, because they can cause us to develop a wrong spirit, y'all. So we have to guard our eyes from violence, and pornographic stuff, y'all. You understand? Which can transfer all these kind of things, can transfer anger and lust and adultery and violence. And here's one that is going to really help a whole bunch of us, okay, even myself. We have to use caution in laying on of hands. Uh Uh-oh. We have to use caution in the laying on of hands because the laying on of hands is one of the foundations of our faith 
which was spoken by Paul in Hebrews, the sixth chapter. But what's important to recognize here is that as demonstrated in the story of Moses and the 70 elders, a spirit can be transferred by a laying on of hands. How do I know? Well, let's go, let's go to the scripture and see what it says. The Bible says in uh, Numbers chapter 11, verses 16 and 17, And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom thou know to be the elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there with thee. And I will come down and talk with thee there. And I will take of the spirit which is upon you, and will put it upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with you, that you bear it not by yourself. If a good spirit can be transferred by the laying on of hands, it's also probable that an evil spirit can be also. So we have to be careful about who we allow to lay hands on us and for who we lay hands upon. Because we're talking about for the purpose of a spiritual impartation, y'all. Listen. Because there's a special gift of the Holy Ghost called discerning of spirits. And it enables us as believers to recognize whether a spirit is good or evil. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 11, verses 14 and 15, and no marvel, but Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it's no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. So we know, because we hear this over and over again, that our spiritual warfare is not against flesh and blood. We've also talked and studied about the forces of evil and how they're organized. But I want to bring your attention and focus on a specific division of Satan's evil forces called spiritual wickedness in high places. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I got to take a drink on that one. We're talking about principalities here. We ain't talking about little imps. We ain't talking about little foot soldiers. We're talking about spiritual wickedness in high places. Paul warns of these forces in Ephesians 6 and 12. He said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against, we're talking about powerful, we're talking about generals, principalities against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. So as we talk about high places, it, it seems to be inherent in human nature to think that Yah, the Father, God, is dwelling somewhere in the heights. <laughs> but from the earliest times, men have chosen places of worship, both the one true and living God, or false gods and idols invented by man. I want you to know that in the Old Testament times, these high places uh, became the scenes of evil orgies and uh, a human sacrifice connected with the worship of false gods. So Yahweh, God the Father, told Israel when they entered the promised land, uh, to drive out all the inhabitants of the land and destroy their high places. Uh-oh. Numbers 33 and 52 says, Then ye shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you and destroy all their pictures and destroy all their molten images 
and quite pluck down all their high places. In the book of Judges, we read of Israel's failure to drive the people out of the land, and as a result, they fell into idolatrous worship in the high places. But after the period of Judges, some of the good kings of Israel destroyed the high places. Others rebuilt, rebuilt them and worshipped false gods. However, I want you to catch this, King Manasseh was one who rebuilt the high places, but after he had been punished and repented for this sin, he was restored to his throne. How could a king get restored back after he repented for the evil things he did when we in the body of Christ, when someone does something, we kick them to the curb. We talk about them. We slander their name, thrown as king, and resumed worshiping the one true and living God, the Father, Jehovah. Now, the people still sacrificed in the high places, but only unto Jehovah, their God. Second Chronicles 33. When Gideon was called of Yah to be a mighty warrior, Adonai told him to destroy the altar and cut down the wooden image. Also, Gideon was to build an altar to the Father. See, a burnt offering could be made only after the high places were torn down, y'all, and it was then that deliverance came. Don't you know that the Father still calls today for the spiritual wickedness in high places to be torn down by the mighty warriors of God? See, Paul speaks of spiritual wickedness in high places. He's referring to wicked spirits that have infiltrated the religious systems of the world, and they have even crept into the congregation of the righteous, into the body of Christ. See, Satan has organized his evil forces to imitate the organization of the body of Christ. But in some cases, he actually has congregations known as the Church of Satan, or what they call spiritualists. Uh-oh. You hear people say this all the time, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Watch out for those people right there. See? Because... He has set up a form of worship in the spiritual high places. And furthermore, Satan has also prompted the organization of many cults. And the word of cult means to hide or to conceal the thing. See, cults are those who are part of the occult, those who hide and conceal evil behind the cloak of religion. Yes, I'm talking about you, Masons and Eastern stars. But even more dangerous, Satan has set up his system right in the body of Christ through evil people who have crept in unawares, as it says in the fourth verse in Jude. Now, through these spiritual wickedness in high places, Satan aims for the total allegiance of man because he uses false cults his own church of Satan, and infiltration into the body of Christ to accomplish this purpose. This is what the Bible teaches about Satan's uh, a religious organization. First of all, don't you know that Satan has his own trinity? Uh-oh. I got I, I to gotta really take a drink on that one. Yeah, Satan has his own trinity. Now, 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 we already studied about the Trinity of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But understand, because Satan imitates everything that the Father does, he has his own Trinity. It includes Satan himself, the beast and the false prophet, <laughs> and I'm a, I'm going to break all that down later. I'm just trying to give you a heads up. So it would be Satan, which would, he's trying to represent God, the beast, which would represent uh, uh, the you know the uh, the uh, uh, Christ, and then the 
false prophet, which is represents the Holy Spirit. But I want you to know that in the book of Revelation, see, I'm going to give you some scripture. John describes the final destiny of this unholy trio. The Bible says in Revelation 20 and 10, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophets are. That's false Christ, false apostles, all of those false, false, false. And shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Also, we just talked about it earlier that Satan has his own church. He has his own body of believers. See, understand that as the father established the, the true church, we ain't talking about a building. We're talking about the true church right here, which is known as the body of Christ, of which Yeshua, who is the Messiah, is the head. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12 and 27, now you are the body of Christ and members in particular. Ephesians 4, 15 and 16 goes on to say, but speaking the truth in love, many grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So Satan has his own church, which is called a synagogue of Satan. Revelation 2 and 9 says, I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Now, the name synagogue of Satan isn't always openly used, but his synagogue is established anywhere that the true gospel of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua, the Messiah, isn't preached. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Next, Satan has his own doctrine, y'all. See, understand that the, the Holy Scriptures, the Bible, is filled with the true doctrines that the Father revealed by the Holy Ghost. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3 and 16, that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Now, the doctrine of Satan is called the doctrine of demons. First Timothy 4 and 1 says, Now the Spirit is speak presently, that in latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now, one category of demons is called seducing spirits. That's why when you're calling out, especially when you're in deliverance ministry, you, you have to know the demons that you're calling out. There's one category of demons are called seducing spirits. Their specific job is to seduce men into doctrinal error because the doctrines of demons in any teaching presented as truth which doesn't agree with the written word of God, period, period, period. Satan even has a, a system of sacrifice, y'all. That's right. In Romans, the 12th chapter, verse 1, we're told to present ourselves to the Father as a living sacrifice. And this means that we are to surrender in total allegiance to God. Satan demands this sacrifice also. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 and 20, but I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that you should have any fellowship with devils. See, understand that Satan also demands body, the soul, and the spirit. And furthermore, they are actually services of sacrifice carried out where men and women dedicate themselves to the service of Satan. These 
blood sacrifice of humans and animals is also practiced. This is some serious stuff, y'all. See, so when you're not trained how to war a good warfare and how to fight the good fight of faith, when you say that you are soldiers in the army of the Lord fighting on the battlefield, but not have yet gone to basic training, how in the world can you fight a fight against demonic entities, spirits seen and unseen that's coming after your very soul and your very spirit? My God. Satan even has his own communion service, y'all. My God, I felt the Holy Ghost there. The sharing of the communion bread and wine was started by Yeshua, the Messiah, as a way of remembering his sacrifice for the sins of all mankind on the cross. For those of you who know Scripture, know that 1 Corinthians 11, 23, and 24 says that, but Satan also counterfeits this by his own communion. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 and 20 that you cannot drink the cup of the Lord, devils. You can't be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. So you can't eat from both places. You can't drink from both cups. You either in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Satan. You either on the right side or in the wrong side. You're either hot or you're cold. The Bible also tells us that Satan also has his own ministers. See, the Father has has caused some of us believers to serve as apostles and pastors and prophets and preachers and teachers to minister his body and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Satan also has ministers. And we read earlier in 2 Corinthians 11, 14, and 15, and no marvel, for Satan himself can transform himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it's no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose ends shall be according to their works. And don't you know that his ministers also proclaim his gospel. See, well, understand that the gospel of Satan, contrary to the gospel of Yeshua, who is the Messiah, the Bible says in Galatians uh, 1, 7, and 8, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Let him be accursed. Doesn't matter. A person or a demon, an angel, your mama, your brother, doesn't matter. Satan also has his own throne, y'all. The Bible says in Revelations 13 and 2, you know, God, his throne is in heaven. Satan also has a throne, although we're not told its exact location. But the Bible says in the beast, which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon, talking about Satan, gave him his power and his seat. And great authority. My God. Just like we worship, Satan also has worshipers, y'all. See, see, you got to understand that there are many who worship the one true and living God. But there are many that also worship Satan. The Bible says in Revelation 13 and 4, and they worship the beast, saying, who is like unto the beast? See, some of those worshipers of Satan pretend to be followers of Yeshua. How do I know? Because the Bible says in Matthew 13, 
38 and 39, that the field is the world and the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sold them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are his angels. So Satan mixes the bad seed with the good seed. Shoo! My God, I'm helping myself today, you know, helping myself. And we already know Satan has his own prophets. See, as we know that the Father has set in the body of Christ prophets, men and women who are especially anointed to bring a direct message from, uh, from God to the body of Christ. So Satan also has false prophets who deliver false messages. That's why the Bible says in Matthew 24 and 11, and many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. Many folks are being deceived. The Bible said that Satan has deceived the whole world. See? He also has teachers. And those teachers that God has raised up share and explain his word. They, they, they help them to understand what the word of God is saying. But all teachers are not from the Father because Satan has false teachers that spread his evil doctrine. The Bible says in Second Peter uh, 2, 1, and 3, but there were false prophets among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresy, even denying the Lord that bought them. Bought what? Bought them with a price. And bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they, with vain words, make merchandise of you. So what it's saying is that these false prophets will flatter you, tell you that, you know, don't worry about it, money, housing, cars, and all this other kind of stuff is coming to you. All you got to do is just give, 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 so, so, so. No. See, because why? Satan's teachers bring in damnable heresy. Some of the damnable heresies, y'all, is the is the uh, 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 naming and claiming. <laughs> the, uh, the prosperity gospel. Nab it and grab it. See, these are teachings which are false and cause division because they speak lies in our expert at mixing truth and error together in a way that makes error acceptable. And furthermore, many such false teachings have resulted in the growth of cults. That's right. So you've got to understand that a cult is any system of religion or worship that is not in complete harmony with the written word of God, and it is a damnable heresy. So the names Doc organizations of cults vary from nation to nation because there are so many cults that it's, it, 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 it's impossible to mention them all. So remember, I just want you to remember this about a cult. Is any religious system not in harmony with the Father's word? It's a cult. It's a cult. It's a cult. It's a cult. I, I want to finish this up because it's, I'm almost done with this. And we know that Satan also has, just like God has apostles, so does, so does uh, Satan. Now, understand that an apostle is a person who spreads the gospel. Yes, we still, spread, we still teach and preach the gospel. And we establish churches. Now, I know you all saying apostle, they do, when I say churches, this is the true church. We ain't talking about building buildings or planning uh, physical. We're talking about building and establishing churches. See, that's, that's, that's where we got this thing twisted. Do they do that? Absolutely. But that's not 
the church that we're establishing. First, we have to establish the true church, the true temple. Then we can do the building. Satan also has apostles doing the work throughout the world because they deceive people by imitating the true apostles. See, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 11 and 13, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. See, Satan's apostles become leaders of these false cults and infiltrate the body of Christ in leadership capacities. Uh, I'm going to take a drink on that one. I'm gonna take uh, I, I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that okay. And don't you know that Satan even imitates Christ by false Christ? Let me say that again. Yeshua, who is the Messiah, with false deliverers, understand that he has imitated Yeshua by raising up false Christ. But Yeshua warned in Matthew 24, 4 and 5, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive men. Not saying that they are the, the bodily, and we know those who say that are out of their mind. But we're talking about saying that, meaning that they are the anointed from above. They are the anointed, because that's what Christ means. Christ is in the last name, y'all. It is a position. Christ means the anointed one, the Messiah. See? That's what it means. He was called Yeshua, the Messiah, or Jesus, the Christ. Okay? Man just put it together and called him Jesus Christ. Satan also has a, a, a system of communication. Now, the Bible is a record of how the Father spoke to man. And, and, and let's get this straight. Yahweh still continues to speak to us today. But don't you know that Satan also speaks to man? His first words to humans resulted in their fall into sin in the Garden of Eden. Understand that we as believers pray to the Father regarding our needs, and the Father responds to uh, the prayer of the righteous. That's what the Bible says. Don't you know that Satan's followers pray to him and communicate with evil spirits, and sometimes Satan responds with supernatural events such as voices, the moving of, uh, you know, folks be going to seances, y'all, going to the grave sites, y'all. Understand that the Father has communicated to us, to man, through his written word, the word of God, the scripture. But Satan's message is also being communicated by evil written words through books, magazines, all that kind of stuff. He does the same thing. He's an imitator. He's an imitator. He also influences people through his false system of guidance accomplished through methods like this. Look at astrology and horoscope. Stop messing with that stuff on your Facebook page. It's of the devil. It's satanic, no matter how innocent it looks. See, because through astrology and horoscope, it uses the stars to predict events and give guidance. Next, we know about reading cards, bumps on the head, the palms of your hand, and crystal ball, all that. See, understand, I'm trying to help I'm trying to help a whole bunch of folks. The formation of the tea leaves, cards, lines in the human hands, crystal balls, and pictures are claimed to give guidance. Do these people have power? Yes, they do, but it's not of God. Now, 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 now. I know there's been a lot of talk about witches and warlocks and all that, but just for a moment, I want to talk about witchcraft, okay? We're talking about real, I'm talking about those that really practice it. I mean, they use spells, they use potions, they use charms, they use magic, uh, rituals, seances, divinations, 
uh, methods of chance. They even do one of them things they call them dividend rods. Uh, they even do drawings. And, 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 and let me tell you something. Why? And I'm going to end right here. Because, believe it or not, y'all, Satan has supernatural powers. Satan has supernatural powers. Remember that Yeshua promised supernatural powers to his followers after they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So Satan also gives supernatural power and authority. How do I know? Read it in Revelation. See, his demons can provide supernatural strength and energy, but Satan can perform many supernatural signs and miracles. The Bible says in Revelation 16 and 14, for they are the spirits of devils working miracles. And last but not least, as I began in Scripture, I'm going to end right here. The Bible says in Matthew 7, 22 and 23, Jesus said, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Listen, y'all. This is some serious stuff. And again, I reiterate, how can you fight a spiritual battle that you have never been trained for? Listen, God has, has, has plucked me out. I'm not saying I'm the only one. But this is all that I do. This is all that I teach. This is all that I preach, spiritual warfare. I teach and train it. I, I teach and train this to our, our leaders those that are coming up in leadership, those that are coming into congregation of the tabernacle of witness. Because without basic training, how can you fight the good fight of faith? How can you war a good warfare if you've not been trained? But the Bible says in Luke, I forget where, but in Luke, says what king goes into battle? Okay, with 10,000 men without first consulting or getting strategy to go against another king not knowing what to expect. I summarized it. See, so we've been fighting a war without any strategy, without any training. We've been fighting a war, and yet they've been, they've been telling us in religion we got the victory. We do in the end. But right now, while you're still alive, you still have to fight a war. It's just like a real war. Even though we've won in certain countries, there's still what they call insurgents who refuse to believe that they've lost. So when we go over there, we still got to fight against these little, like ISIS and all that, all those little groups. Yeah, all, that, that's what they are. We want, it, It's over, but they refuse. So if you don't, if you're not taught and trained spiritual warfare, you'll be one of three things. You'll be a POW, a prisoner of war, you'll be MIA, missing in action, or you'll be AWOL, which for those of you who are veterans like myself uh, or active uh, military right now, know that it means absent without leave. And for those of you know that depending upon what 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 what, uh, uh, what circumstance it is, you, you you can end up with a dishonorable discharge, but also you might wind up in a federal penitentiary. But in the army of God, it means absent without the Lord. And there are many. I mean, there are many folks right now in the body of Christ that are A-W-O-L, absent without the Lord. So I'm going to say this publicly. Christians, you must be born again because many of you are A-W-O-L. How do I know? Because you have a form of godliness but denying the power, the power of the cross and the power of the Holy Ghost. You honor him with your lips, but your heart is far from him. You give him vain worship while still teaching 
the, the commandments of men as doctrines. Yes, but don't let that be you. Don't let that be you, y'all. Believe in your heart by faith. See, that God, you know, raised Jesus from the dead, and he sits on the right hand of the Father. After everything I've said, I always I, I always have to say this. If you don't know Jesus on tonight, we call him Yeshua, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. You don't know him tonight. The Bible says that if you would confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. And I'm trying to tell you, you don't have until tomorrow because tomorrow was not promised to none of us, whether you are an unbeliever or you're a believer. As a believer, you have a better chance than an unbeliever because, understand, I know where I'm going if I was to go tomorrow, if I was to go now. See, but Apostle, uh, you know, I know I know Jesus, I know God, the Father. You know, I was raised in church, and you know, uh, but life happened, and I fell off. Well, if this is you, the Bible says that if you would confess your sins, repent, and change your wicked ways, that he is faithful and just to cleanse you from all unrighteousness and forgive you of all your sins. But you, too, must get to a Bible-believing church that not only preaches but also teaches the whole counsel of God from Genesis to Revelation and everything in between. Because as I have said time and time again, during your faith walk and in your Christian life, that you will go through fiery trials and tribulations and situations and circumstances that are common to man, y'all. It's called life. But if all you know about and all you've been taught is about money, housing, cars, you know, material things, you know, financial breakthroughs and financial overflow, we call that the prosperity gospel. Name it and claim it. Nab it and grab it. And you don't know and have not been taught that the wages of sin is death, how to live a holy and righteous life, how to repent and ask for forgiveness, then you too will end up in those three fates, a POW, MIA, or AWOL, absent without the Lord. It's your decision. I'm not going to prompt and pride and twist your arm. It's It's your decision. But I can say this that the Father promised us that if we accept his Son and live a holy and righteous life in his will, stay in his will, you know, repent, ask for forgiveness, and do the will of the Father, submit and obey, that we shall have eternal life with him in heaven. My God. So I leave you with this. If you're not winning souls for God, you don't work for, if you're not winning souls for for, Yeshua, for Jesus, I'm sorry, you don't work for God, you're self-employed. Because I would rather be uncomfortable in Christ than comfortable with Satan. Listen, y'all, if you have not yet purchased uh, my wife's three books, Burn Me Out of Me, Burn Baby, Burn the Women's in Ministry, then please inbox her and do so. But on this weekend, Saturday, October the 25th at 11 a.m. at 6151 Dogwood Avenue, we will be having our second service of the Tabernacle Witness. Please join us, all of those of you who are in Santa Rosa County. It's in Milton, located in Milton, Florida. The poster, the flyers are on the, on the wall. Come and join us. Share with us. Come worship with us. You know, we, we, are, we honor the Holy Spirit there so you can come and you can let your hair down. You don't have to worry about three, three fast, two slow, you know, a scripture and then the word. We flow in the Holy Spirit because 
we never want to quench what God is doing in his people and for his people. So come and join us, Santa Rosa County, Scambia County, Okaloosa County, Hall, Crestview, Pace, Milton, Navarre, Gulf Breeze. Come and join us Saturday, the 25th of this month, 11 a.m. Come and join us. And remember, this is very important for you to remember, so I want you to catch this, that you can't stay, you can't get ready. You have to stay ready. God bless. Good night. And shalom.